The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. For those of you who had to wait a minute or two, we thank you for staying with us. We had just a touch of technical difficulty, which we've never had before, so every day is different. We rejoice in that, that we got back up. Um, Today's show is brought to you from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so delighted to have all of you with us. The show is brought to you by Valenta Slim Roast Coffee. Now, drink Slim Roast in the morning and watch the numbers on the scale begin to go down because it works. No kidding. I am now down by 25 pounds. Count them, 25. Contact me at the self-improvement blog at gmail.com or ireneconlon at gmail.com when you're ready to lose some weight. And by the way, it's really great coffee. While you're on the blog, by all means, read our guest's bio, look at her picture, watch the videos in the right sidebar. I think you're going to see much more of her in the days to come because what she has to say is extremely important. One of the most talked about episodes of last season's The Bachelor was the episode involving a session with a person called The Love Guru. Everybody seemed uncomfortable, including the viewing audience, and there were tweets and comments all over the Internet. For all our talk about sexual revolution, many people are not comfortable talking about sex and intimacy, ever. When I was a teen, the word sex was not spoken, much less talked about. And we've come a long way since then, but people are still uncomfortable with the subject. It's a very personal topic about a meaningful and beautiful exchange between couples on many levels. It should be talked about and understood. And we're going to talk about it today with the love guru that you saw on The Bachelor. Zipporah Kingsbury is a groundbreaking intimacy expert, integrative breathwork specialist, and spiritual midwife. She has decades of training in many disciplines, including integrated breath work, various yogic and shamanic traditions, movement therapy, meditation, conscious communication, empathy development, tantra, psycho-spiritual counseling, life coaching, body science, and conscious sexuality. That's quite a litany. Zipporah's work has been influenced through her vast experience in various styles of body work, holistic healing arts, the work by Byron Katie, which is just remarkable work, self-inquiry, and meditation. She travels globally and teaches seminars, classes, and ceremony to empower the way people relate to and revolutionize intimacy in their lives. And it is my absolute pleasure to enter to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Zipporah Kingsbury. Zipporah, we're so glad to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for our conversation today. Oh, me too. Tell us about Thank yourself. You. Who is Zipporah yeah. Kingsbury? That's such a big question. <laughs> That's the big um, question I ask every guest. <laughs> Who is Zipporah Kingsbury? Um, you know, I'm a bit of everything, but, but my, my passion truly lies in, you know, one, how can I 
I was just sharing with the class I was teaching this morning, every day I wake up and I ask myself the question, what is my edge? What is my next growth edge, my next place of, of evolving or growing for myself personally? And I know what I have passion about is myself showing up in the highest way I can every day and questioning that, right? Questioning myself and also inspiring other people to, to kind of tune into what's the life for them and to move beyond the stress and of making things happen and the over-busy mind and things that keep us away from this intimate connection with ourselves and our turn-on and our juice, but whether it's business or relationships, and to truly feel safe again in our bodies. And that's, you know, that's what drives me personally and professionally. And I want to talk all about your work, but I, w- I want you to tell us about this. On June the 17th, you're having a chocolate healing ceremony. It sounds absolutely delicious. <laughs> tell us about <laughs> the chocolate healing ceremony. Yeah, so, so, so first, you know, I'm really sincere about creating, like, space, really safe space for people and, and teaching other people how to create sacred space where they can be present, they can move through their emotions, they can authentically communicate their needs and their wants um, and their feelings. And what the chocolate healing ceremony is, it is a, a four-hour event that utilizes pure raw cacao that's brought up from Ecuador that we actually, it's Mayan tradition, that we actually drink this raw cacao prepared in a certain way. And it literally opens up the heart. When we drink it, it creates the same chemical response in our body that happens when we fall in love. It opens up the release of the oxytocin, the, the PEA, the anandamide, and all the bliss chemicals, um, the serotonin, the dopamine. And so through this four-hour process, we drink, and I take people through various processes, various meditations, the breath work, um, various dyadic processes around communication um, to access their true authentic, heart-centered voice. It sounds wonderful. Um, tell people how they can find you and how they can get in on this if, if they want to. I know it's something they have to physically attend. Where is it and, this, and how do they? Yeah, this, this particular um, event is happening in Rancho Santa Fe, California, which is about 30 minutes north of San Diego from the airport out in California. It is happening Saturday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's such an amazing way to increase spontaneous joy, happiness, and pleasure in our lives. And is there a place they can find out more about it? Yeah, they can actually go to my website, ZipporahIntimacy.com. That's C-Z-I-P-O-R-A-H Intimacy.com. They can also um, email me personally to find out details, and the email is com. And if you forget how to spell that, it's on the self-improvement <laughs> blog. Go take, in fact, the links are there, so you can go there and get right to her website. And I know the people who are listening really want to get into knowing what it is you do. Uh, who do you work with and what kind of challenges drive people to come to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, as, as a transformational leader and intimacy expert, I, what I do is I specialize in helping a lot of entrepreneurs who, who you know, right, they're struggling with stress, um, the, the over-busy mind, the, the, the feelings of needing to make things happen, right? They get stuck in this energy of making things happen, and I help them shift. I help them shift into trusting their whether it be male or female, trusting their authentic self, you know, for women dropping into their into their deep feminine qualities um, so they can feel like truly tuned in, connected, turned on, hot and juicy, whether that be in their business or in their relationships. And, and so those are the main things I find. It's like over-busy minds, um, feeling detached from emotions, feeling like um, just work or family has taken over, and people are wanting to get intimate again, they're wanting to get back in their bodies and in their feelings. What can people expect to get from one of your sessions or from working with you? Not, I'm sure it takes more than one session. Yeah. So, so work, yeah, so the way that I work with people, I actually work with people, in, I have 90-day programs, which I work with individuals and couples. Um, and then I also have seminars, which are in, and I also have teacher trainings, actually, um, an apprenticeship program. So it's always individualized 
who and why someone's working with me. But what they take away is they take away that, that again, they take away the sense of I'm feeling in my body again. I'm feeling empowered to, to use my voice, to ask for what I want. I'm feeling tuned in, connected. I'm feeling juicy, alive, um, and really confident in their business and their relationships. And that's the biggest takeaway. I have a client who he originally wanted to come in. He's like, I want to be a better lover. He was noticing he was projecting um, into his relationship. He had this checklist, right? Is this the one? Is this the one? Does she do this <laughs> and that? Right? How many of us had checklists, correct? And, and it, he, was, he was very analytical. He was the CEO of a big company. And he recognized that his overanalyzation and projection was actually a safety mechanism because he was scared to be vulnerable. It affected his sexuality, um, his sexual dysfunction happening. But when he realized the core of that was doubt, it's time to learn how to be vulnerable again and clear the emotional patterns behind why he couldn't be. At the end of working together, um, he was a top surfer for 30 years. He's like he was the best surfer. He was a better surfer. And he actually attracted the relationship that finally met him because he was able to develop that deep relationship with himself. So you work with individuals as well as couples. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, you know, in our society, when you say the word intimacy, most people think you're talking just about sex, but that's not what you mean about intimacy entirely. Tell us what you mean when you use the word intimacy. It's not what I mean, and I find it so comical. Who says intimacy is sex? Look, you know, look up the words. You know, they don't mean the same thing. And it's interesting where conditioning has taken us. And, and the way I describe it is that sex is an act that we take part in, right? It's something we do. Intimacy is a quality that may or may not be in sex or any other experience we have, depending on how emotionally clear we are, depending on how present we are, depending on how aware we are. So intimacy, my definition of intimacy is just that how present, how connected, how much can I feel and choose to take in in every experience I have. I have many intimate moments, like this conversation is an intimate moment. It's an intimate experience. How present are we to each other? How much are we feeling together? I can walk through the park or meditate in, out in the garden and have intimate experiences depending on how open and connected I am. And, you know, sex can be intimate or not. Is that what you just said? Yes. It can be just an actor. It can so, be aware. Correct. And so you have, and there's no right or wrong, you know, there are sexual experiences that might, have, you know, the individuals might have a lot of um, emotional heaviness or stress and it's very mechanical. Um, it's very physical. It's about reach, attaining a goal, you know, getting to climax or orgasm. And, and when they're done, they're done. And there, there's, there's no deeper connection than that, which is fine. Yet, intimacy, yes, yes, so we can or cannot have intimacy in those moments. Intimacy would be like, wow, I'm going to open up myself farther. I'm going to allow this person to see deeper inside of me. I'm going to be able to be vulnerable, more connected, want to understand this person more, want to know this person more. Um, and then it just enhances all of our experiences, including sex. Including sex. Why do most people come to you? Do they come to you because they're having difficulty with sex or do they come to you because they understand intimacy and want to be able to open up to it? So I'm going to describe our work as a tree. So imagine you have this, this, this big tree and then you have all these branches and, and you have you know, emotionality on one of the branches, you have communication on one of the branches, you have sex on one of the branches. So not one of those is more important than the other. So why people come to see me, often they don't even know it has to do about sex because, again, sex is just a branch. It's never the root cause. Most people come to me are people, again, who are struggling in life with with over-busy minds, they're feeling uncomfortable um, and disconnected from certain emotions, they're in this, these stuff patterns of forcing, making things happen, whether it's making things happen in their relationships, in their sexuality, how many people have performance, you know, this performance when it comes to sex, making it happen, or whether it's in business, they still all have that commonality of stress and making things happen 
and they want something different. And to get that difference, some people recognize that you can help them with that. You know, it it's interesting how people would find you and know to come to you. How how do they find you and know that you're the right person to help them with this needing to open up? Yeah. Well, well, well it happens in different ways. You know, a lot of people they go to my website, you know, and they just read and they feel a resonance and they're just like wow, I, you know, they read the examples or the stories of people who have worked with me, and they're like, oh, that's me, you know, that is so me, and I want to make a change. I have a client recently who um, I'm working with her, but also her and, and her partner, and, you know, she's this amazing, on-top-of-the-world um, business woman, and, and she was noticing that, that she was forcing things to happen, and it was actually creating a disconnect in the intimate, in the intimate connections, um, the sexual connections in her relationship, even though she's in this profoundly loving, amazing relationship, and so she just knew that, wow, this is me, and this is what this person does. I do a lot of free talks. Um, I travel. I guest speak. Um, I teach seminars, and so you know, people tend to meet me, and they just, wow, that's me. I want to do this, and I also have complimentary consultations. So that first meeting, we're able to see if we're a match and what we can do for each other. Who have been your most challenging clients? And and, and I want to ask, who are more challenging, men or women? And then who are your most challenging clients in terms of the work you do or the work they need to do? Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's more challenging when it comes to men or women because it's more of what qualities they, they're kind of holding on to, which, which we all have that inner masculine and feminine, so it's really what's leading what. And so I find the biggest challenging experience to have working with people is when people aren't willing, you know, when they want a magic pill, when they want to come in and not necessarily do the work and they just want a magic wand to wave. They want you to fix happen. them. They want me to fix them, and it's not what I do. Uh, working with me, clearly, people have to be willing. They have to be very committed to um, this type of growth and evolution for their life and be willing to do the work because it is truly about them creating different actions in their life. Yeah, nobody else can, can create change within you no. except you. I want to ask you a question I know everybody wants me to ask you. Tell us about your experience on The Bachelor, because that was a very interesting thing. And I think from what I've read, uh, ABC just showed a little tiny piece of that. Yes. So it was, uh, one, I think it was groundbreaking. I, I believe that to choose to make a choice to bring something possibly so edgy for the world and so new and different and something that was very real. You know, there wasn't any part of that that wasn't real. To choose the masses is a huge groundbreaking step. And so my experience of being on The Bachelor was phenomenal. And I did. I had, I had about 90 minutes. We gave, I gave them a 90-minute session. And it was a real session. My, um, I went in and, and gave them a session. And my asking was that's what was going to be done. They couldn't stop me from start to finish. I needed to just treat them like, a, you know, a couple. They were coming on a date. They wanted a session. So it was the first time I had ever met them, uh, um, just like any other client. And they edited it down, obviously, to about 10 minutes. But during the whole session, you know, these two went deep. You know, I challenged them. They had some huge emotional breakthroughs, awarenesses. You know, we had a lot of um, emotional process and dialogue that they didn't necessarily show on the episode. And, and they were able to deeply connect with themselves. That's what intimacy truly is. You know, another person might be like a, a piece or a mirror in, in this game of life, yet intimacy is getting to know ourselves. So, in their processes and the particular couple's exercises and the breathing and the movement, they got to know themselves in some really big ways that, that the woman, um, Carly, in the session, she finished saying that that was life-changing for her. 
And I'm and sure it was. Once, I was yeah, a little amused that they presented it as being such a surprise to that couple because they had, to, uh, at least he had to know about it in advance. And I'm sure she had some idea. I'm thinking, you know, I, I really can't buy into that, that they didn't have some idea what they were going to be doing. Yeah, so, so, so this is what happened. So I'm going to talk, uh, talk about it in a basis if I had clients coming to me. So you had, um, you know, Chris and Carly, so say I had another couple coming to see me just like them. They arrive at, at my house. You know, they, the, my, the couple that's coming to work with me is in clear understanding that they're coming to a love and intimacy expert. That's pretty much all they know. Um, it, a client, a client, that's all they know. They don't know what we're going to do in the space. And so once the couple arrives, that's where we go into having the conversations, doing the counseling, doing the emotional process, uncovering their needs, uncovering where they're at, creating boundaries. Um, creating a safe space um, of where their clear yes is, where their clear no is, that's created in the space. And so it's no different for any of my clients. So that's what I will say. Like, of course, they knew they were coming to see me, yet no client would know exactly what that process was going to entail. And probably the process is a little different for any every couple who comes in. Absolutely. You, and, yes. and in my private practice, I've worked with couples for a minimum of 90 days. And so this obviously was one time on The Bachelor. And so you want to take that into consideration as well. And I thought it was remarkable. You know, I really thought it was remarkable. And I was wishing that I knew how the rest of the session went. And it couldn't possibly be okay for any of us to see that. But I just felt that you would be able to find exactly where you needed to be with them. And, you know, it made it look like as soon as that segment was over, they left. And anybody knows that that didn't didn't happen. And I, I really wish that people could be a little more open and realize that some really powerful things were happening in that situation. You talk about intimacy and being empowered. How does intimacy, your intimacy work tie into living an empowered life? Can you live an empowered life without being open to intimacy? Mm-hmm. So, so going off of my definition of intimacy, it is how present, how connected, how aware, um, how sensitive are we to what we're feeling in every moment. And so that's my definition of intimacy. Can we live an empowered life without having that? I don't believe so because if I'm not aware and present and and sensitive and feeling to the way my body's responding and reacting in a situation, um, responding and acting to the way certain foods make me feel, is I'm not able to make an empowered choice in that moment because I don't have enough information. And that's what about how a lot of the world is living. A lot of the world is overstimulated, disconnected, not present, not in tune with their body's feeling, not in tune with their emotions, don't understand their emotions. So they're making choices from a very disconnected, disempowering place, which is actually not getting them what they want, right? So they're in this place of force and struggle and fight and, and lack of fulfilling relationships and being in relationships that are disconnected and, and, and staying there versus doing what it takes. They're asking for what they want and what they need because they don't know. And so my answer is no, we can't live in an empowered life unless we are that open to be able to gather the information to make empowered choices. And it seems so difficult to do that when we're bombarded with information from all the electronic devices we carry with us at all times. On that note, it's time for us to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments for with more. Uh, with I'm sorry, I, I'm just rambling along here with more from <laughs> this poor Kingsbury. I don't know where my mind just went. <laughs> Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. 
the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. I think I've got my head back on. Our guest today is Zipporah Kingsbury. She was... Known as, she is known as the love guru. You might have seen her on the program The Bachelor. And we've been talking about intimacy and whether you can live an empowered life without being able to be intimate. And I think our conclusion was, no, you can't. So, Zipporah, can you give our listeners three tips that they can use to begin to awaken intimacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first tip is pretty simple. It creates stillness, and that means um, shutting off the cell phones and, and putting the computer away and taking five minutes and being still. And I'll give an example. So if you're a busy day, right, you're rushing the children around, um, work, rather than coming home and rushing to throw food in your mouth or putting all your stuff on your partner or your husband or wife or your roommate, come home. Go into a quiet space that you've created for yourself outside or in. Shut everything off and just sit there and breathe for five minutes, you know, and feel the stress. You're going to feel an immense amount of feelings and just allow yourself to bring your breath into your lower abdomen. That's number one. Very simple. Get still. The next one from there is bring that stillness to your friends or your partner, your husband or wife. You might... Now create a space and go and sit in front of your, your partner and say, you know what, I just want to sit with you. Can we sit for a moment and not say anything? And you might have that sitting in front of each other and eye gazing where you're simply just looking into each other's eyes. You're allowing each other to breathe into your belly because what you're doing is you're going to start to calm the nervous system. That's what you're doing. You're calming the nervous system. The thoughts are going to start to calm you're going to start to become more present to whether it's the food you're eating or the person you're talking to. The third step that I would invite in, it's a great fun game, and that game is simply waking up every day, whether it's with a friend or your husband or wife, and asking asking a question, tell me what's new about you today. And you're just going to sit there and listen, and this is a way to to inspire curiosity, which triggers intimacy, and it inspires you each to start to get to know each other like you're a different person every single day, and that creates more connection in your relationship. Yeah, those are three simple little things, but they're vastly different from the way most of us start our day. I can see how that would make a tremendously big difference. Can you end your day 
with something like that too, wouldn't that make a tremendous difference in the way you sleep and how you wake up the next morning? Yes, I would start the day and end the day like that. And, and get, we're going to start to get out of old busy habits like needing to talk a lot endlessly and needing to over-talk for our partner or eating. I'm going to keep using food because you can be intimate with your food or eating and not even tasting what we're eating and, and, and messing up our digestive system. So you just want to get present and still, and that, that creates more intimacy and connection. So yes, at the end of the day, for sure. Is your work different? I guess, how is your work different if you're working with a single person or a one person as opposed to a couple, you know, how, how, how do you approach those two? Well, the way they're different mainly is, is obviously one, I'm working with two people. The other, I'm just working with an individual. The thing with the relationship is where I come from is everything that is, happening within the relationship, you know, the, if there's disconnect or, or challenges and things that they're working on, it's not necessary. it's not the relationship, it's, it's each individual's own stuff. And so when I'm working with couples, the individuals typically, they'll work with me as individuals and then they'll work as, with me together, and, and that's important. Um, so that's the only difference. And then when I'm working with an individual, obviously they're just solely focusing on, on them and, and changing from the inside out so they can start changing the, their external relationships, their friendships, their business relationships. That's the main difference. Can you have a good relationship with anybody else if you don't have a good relationship with yourself? I don't believe you can. Uh, you know, it's how can, you know, whether it's touch or the way that I want someone to have a conversation with me and to communicate with me or act towards me, how can I ask for that from anyone else if I am not able to give it to myself? Good question. One of the things that I, I, I've thought about often is how do young people really learn about intimacy when what they see on TV and in the movies is just pretty much sex? They don't get the idea of intimacy with yourself or with another person. Yeah. I believe that this would benefit being in every school system. I believe that, you know, to create programs that are all about interrelating skills, heart-centered communication, learning how to be with one's emotions. You know, a young girl, I got my menstrual cycle when I was 10 years old. The amount of emotions and feelings that are running through a young woman's body at that age, getting doing having that that phase of life happen at such a young age, and no one ever gave me the tools. And so, to to have how to be with their emotions, what it means to be with their emotions, and how to be that way in the world, I believe is more important than most things that we teach in the school system, um, because we grow up, and then those little children that child self is still leading many people's lives because those components were integrated. I, I totally agree, and yet I think it would be really difficult to get it in the school system when, when some parents thought, thought that all you were going to talk about is sex. There'd have to be some real big teaching of parents before, and probably the school board, before you could do anything it's, like that. Correct, but imagine a world where the the reason that my belief is the reason that as adults we have these fears and conditioning is because we didn't get that as children. And so it, to me it needs to start somewhere. So educational programs in some way. I know people who work with kids. I've actually worked with teens around sacred sexuality. And, and those programs were basically the, the youth getting to know themselves and talking about their emotions talking about things that people don't talk to them about. So they were empowered to understand and to be, make those empowered choices. Um, you know, we want to educate them, and we do want to talk to them about what their sexuality is because sexuality and having sex are two different things to me. It's like their sexual, their creative energy, where they make art from, where they dance from, um, are, are so important. Otherwise, it creates an array of 
a fear and array of problems when we get older. And most people never hear that in their life. Correct. Correct. And so, you know, we're, I believe we have to start somewhere. And it's like, what, is it serving us to live in these places of a conditioned past, the fear and, and being controlled versus, wow, you know, let me step up. I want to get to know and understand these parts of me so I can start to do something different. You know, I believe any, any sexual dysfunction um, that's happening externally or internally is because of this because no one knew how to be with their emotions and, and things went all over the place and, and this is what it created. And, and we don't even really teach children how to communicate, much less understand and feel their emotions. You know, can they communicate that? Nobody, I mean, we teach them to read and write, but we don't teach them how to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because if you think about the emotions, most of us were shown emotions are bad. They're improper to show. We're not supposed to talk about that because it's going to offend somebody. Especially for boys. We have to keep boys. our mouth closed. Don't cry. You know, we, that's, the, that's the programming we've been shown. And yet I believe and through my work that our emotions and our feelings have an immense amount of information for us. They are telling us something about ourselves, our body, what we need in that moment. And of course we can't communicate it if we don't understand it. And most of us do not, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. What makes your work unique? Why are you different from others? How are you? Mm-hmm. I think a big difference is that the way that I work with people is I take them inside themselves very deeply before they learn any external skill or um, action. Most people want to learn tips and tools and what to do. That's not where I start because we can learn things to do, but if we're not changing those patterns we were just talking about from the inside, the things that we do are just going to continue to be mechanical and eventually fade away, and nothing's going to change. So I think the big difference with how I work is I teach from a very embodied place. My thing is wanting people to embody these practices by shifting their, their, their emotional body, by shifting their own patterns, and getting to know themselves in a deep feeling place, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. Do you have couples that you work with it sometimes one of them gets it and the other one just doesn't just doesn't seem to be able to get to it and and if you do what what do you do yes so you typically a lot of times always have one that's maybe more ahead than the other in a different stage i also work with sometimes only part of the couple because again the the, the challenge is they're coming from our own stuff and so even if one part of the couple is doing the work, they do it enough and they make the enough changes and show up and apply that enough in their relationship, it's automatically going to create change. It might be a little slower than if both of them were on it, um, but it's definitely going to start creating change. You know, if there is a couple working together and one seems to be ahead of the game than the other, if that's what we want to call it, you know, we move as fast as that slower person is moving because we want the change to be sustainable, right? And we want the change to, to be small baby steps so it, so there's not a fear that comes out um, that we're trying to really force something to happen. What are some of the benefits that you've seen people get from doing this work? I guess I want to say, what are some of the exciting changes you've seen in people's lives? <laughs> okay, and I'll throw some examples. So, so one of them is that man who wanted to be a better lover. I have another, another client, CEO. Um, he, he wanted to do this work in order because he was feeling disconnect in his relationship. The communication was going off. He was noticing he was getting into his, his feelings and, um, and judging his partner. And what came out of that was, you know, creating a closeness with his children again. He was able to communicate his needs from not a place of force, 
but from a place of compassion. And what that did, he was then able to offer more empathy and compassion to his partner, which then opened her up more to actually being present to him versus how often do we fight and struggle to to try to get our needs met. Um, He then took this amazing work to the corporate world. So now he's, you know, making these huge deals and collaborations and the success of his business has expanded extraordinarily. I have another client who, you know, her and her partner, she's noticing less stress. She's noticing less force. She's noticing more trust and, and connection. Her and her partner, I think, for the first time in a year, went to bed at the same time together. To, to, oh my goodness! You know, you, know, that, you know, you talk about tangible results. That's huge for people who who have disconnected from intimacy in their relationship. Just to go to bed at the same time together and hold each other, huge, H- huge difference. I want people to think about that as we go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest support. <laughs> there I am again. Support Kingsbury saying, "Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more." We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today to Zipporah Kingsbury. She's better known as the love guru who was on The Bachelor, but I think you're going to come to know her even more as time goes on as an expert in helping you with intimate relationships with yourself and with with your partner. Um, one of the things you talk about on your website, and I've got to ask you about this, is radical intimacy. What is radical intimacy and and how do you get to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I look at a great, great question. And I look at radical intimacy as something that we cultivate. It's, look at it as a garden, like as an analogy of a garden. 
And it's this place where to live from radical intimacy is literally, I find, a way to peace and peace within ourselves, um, peace within community, within society, even the, the entire world. You know, so many of us have, we've talked about this today, there's this story, scared of what intimacy means. And, and when we can realize it's truly about being able to feel and to be aware and present so much of the interconnectedness of everything around us that we are able to live unguarded. We're able to put down the personas, the, the ways we're supposed to act because society thinks to, we can get into the place of wanting to be curious to understand another. We can move beyond that place of you're right and I'm wrong, but I might disagree with you, but I just want to understand you though to be able to feel our feelings and our emotion, to be aware of our chi and our energy flow, to feel nature, and nature even moving through us, to feel everything. And to, again, to just realize the interconnectedness, to me, that's radical intimacy. And again, it's something you ask how to get there. It's something we cultivate. It's something that, you know, through the work that I do with people, that's what we're doing. We're cultivating we're, we're clearing away the old emotional suppressions, the old stories. We're, we're creating places and processes that people can begin to become aware of their senses, their sensory perception, their energy body, their emotional body, and then to be able to know how to um, communicate that. It's cultivation, and I believe it creates more community, and it creates, creates more togetherness. It really, that's my belief. It's more to this. It's not about being the same, but it's about how can we um, bring together our, our uniqueness, yeah, our connections. It seems to me that if a couple both were in this place, uh, I guess, of radical intimacy, that the relationship could be uh, just so amazing. I think, though, of how hard everybody tries to be like somebody else. Uh, we, we, ha- we have to be according to the way TV tells us to be or whoever it is. You know, we're, we're, we're so afraid, it seems to me, that somebody's going to see who we really are, which really might be quite wonderful. Um, but we're, we're not sure of that. We're so afraid that we can't let our guard down enough to, to have this kind of intimacy. Is that a wrong perception on my part? I think it's a true perception. And it is, it is, you know, I think all of us to some extent will continue to be peeling away those masks and, and those personas um, and, and truly the way society has, has kind of programmed us to be and, and to learn to feel safe again. Because that's why the masks and the personas go up, because we don't feel safe. And so, yes, I can imagine, and I do, you know, when I've been in situations of, of wow, I have to put my guard up, or I feel that's an emotion. I do not have to put my guard up, but that emotional trigger puts, like, a guard up is how taxing and draining and leaking of our own energy is tiring. Yeah, it kind of Excuse me. It, it's yes, it, it's tiring. It's it's how much more vitality and energy we would have. That's worth it to me in itself to to start to put these masks down. Yeah, I I think of that commercial. Never let them see you sweat. Um, it's kind of like that. You know, nobody wants to let the world see the feelings, the sweat. Uh, yes. Yeah, I I invite people to sweat, and I want to see you sweat. I love your sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do this work yourself? Uh, at some point, I'm sure you did a lot, especially always. to work with Byron Katie. You know, always. You know, I was just sharing with a group I was teaching this morning is, I believe as long as we're in these human bodies, we will always have a growth edge. And, and it's our, it's a beautiful self-responsibility to ask that question and to step up to that. And absolutely, you know, I continue to. But yeah, my training, I've, I, you know, I started nearly 18 years ago and, and it, it's just that's the way of training. But my training was all about me doing my own work, right? It was about I had to go through these processes myself. I had to get to know my emotional body. I had to get to 
learn how to communicate them. I couldn't help someone else if I wasn't doing it for myself. And so, and you just have to about, keep doing it. I mean, there's always another layer. Yeah. It seems I don't know whether you ever get to the center of this onion. <laughs> you know, I believe my my practice is I will only share and teach what I literally want when I walk my talk. So everything I ask of any of my clients, I don't do it daily in my own life. Ah, I, you know, I do it daily in my own life, whether it's the way I communicate, the way you know I work with my own emotions, because how can I ask someone else to do it if I don't embody it? You can't. We're right up to the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? The, the, the thought is, is going back to what you said about the sweat that, that really stuck with me is that I have a saying that sexy, messy is sexy. And when we, when you all, all of us are able to be vulnerable and raw and transparent and allow other people in our lives to see our sweat, that is a turn on. That is attractive. And that is when all of us will start and continue to attract, you know, the relationships, the, the business relationships, what we truly want, you know, but until that point, it's not going to happen fully. So that's my invitation and my thought. Let people see reflect. Lovely. Next week's guest is Catherine Ketchum, who will be take, talking to us about experiencing spirituality finding meaning through storytelling, and she's going to be so interesting, so you're not going to want to miss that. Zipporah, thank you so, so much for being with us today. Uh, I have found this to be quite lovely, and I hope that someday we can do this again. Absolutely. Thank you, Irene. I really enjoyed our, our conversation today. It's fun. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Sephora Kingsbury, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.